RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Teenagers can be so unpredictable. You know, if you've got teenagers in your house, you know that sometimes they can be funny and silly, but sometimes they can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Well, a lot of times they can be nerve-wracking because you're never quite sure if they are going along with some of these dangerous trends and you try as a parent to talk to your children about binge drinking, about cinnamon challenge and some of the ridiculous things that you see kids are doing. But how do you really get through to them and how do you know that you are getting through to them? My guest today, one of our fan favorites here on Healthy Children, Dr. David Hill, Vice President for Cape Fear Pediatrics in Wilmington, North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hill. So, you know, you and I have talked before about some things that kids are doing, but what are they doing now? We've heard about this Tide Pod Challenge, which is unbelievable to me, the Cinnamon Challenge. Uh, Tell us what kids are doing and how do parents even start this conversation? Well, you know, just when it seems like these challenges are out of the news, they come up with another one and they come back into the news cycle. Uh, The concept, of course that uh, social media rewards outrageous behavior. If you you film yourself and post a video of yourself doing your homework or cleaning up your room, uh, nobody's really that interested in it. So social media prompts kids to do things that gain attention, right? Although personally, I think it would be spectacular to see like the clean up your room challenge. That's what I... <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. come out of this with a new challenge. The cleanup, just five minutes, clean up your room as hard as you possibly can and post that online. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, of course, since you know we're looking for out, outrageous attention-getting things, a lot of these things are also very dangerous. And kids, as we know, teens are really impulsive. The part of their brains that help them make really good decisions and figure out what might happen if you do the following thing are not nearly as well-grown as the part of the brain that is into grabbing sensation and emotion. And so you've got this tremendous mismatch between ability and thoughtfulness. And that leads to these challenges. And kids have a tendency to think, ah, nothing bad is going to happen to me. So right now, it's the Tide Pod Challenge, which uh, grows from the fact that uh, for many, many years, these laundry detergent pods... Uh, look very colorful, very attractive. They're roughly the size of, uh, you know, a, a large gummy candy. And toddlers are attracted to these things, and they will swallow them, and they are deadly dangerous. They are full of a variety of poisons that can lead to death from a variety of means, including uh, burning the esophagus for causing permanent injury or perforation, uh, you can inhale the contents and really damage your airway, and that can also lead to permanent injury and death. Uh, the chemicals like ethanol that are in some of these can also cause chemical injury to the liver or the kidneys and cause permanent injury or death. So these things are horrendously dangerous. And for years, the American Academy of Pediatrics has been counseling parents to keep these out of the reach of children. And if you have toddlers in the house, really just don't have them around. Uh, however, teens are looking at these and, you know, they're like, duh, how bad can it be? 
And the answer is horrendously bad. So they have started to post videos of themselves, you know, putting these in their mouths or even starting to eat them. And uh, unfortunately, uh, once these things are burst, they immediately lead to uh, horrendous injury. And there have been some some tremendously bad injuries. But, uh, you know, teens are optimistic. So they think, ah, that won't happen to me. I can get away with this. And then bad things happen. Uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, which is my hometown, we just had a uh, young man shot in the head from uh, possibly the worst challenge I've heard of so far, the No Lacken Challenge, uh, where friends pull guns on each other and film that. And, of course, uh, having a loaded or unlocked weapon in your house is a really horrible idea for many reasons. But uh, this is one of them. So uh, kids are getting shot, sometimes fatally with this challenge, and uh, if they have access to weapons, uh, their risk of getting shot goes way up. Wow. I mean, to me, it's amazing. As you said, AAP, and I've been doing these shows for years, Dr. Hill, and we've been talking about the dangers of these these pods, you know, and to keep them up high and to keep them locked or not even to buy them just to get the liquid. It's poison. And I, I hear for yes. the first time what you're saying, that kids are looking for something that gets them noticed. But it's one sure. thing to do something crazy online and get noticed, but they're they're literally eating poison, and they know better because they're exactly. teenagers. Cinnamon challenge is another one that I have, uh, right. you know. I mean, but that one, you know, it's it's edible, so it is edible. And even here in Illinois, our very own governor did it a few years ago on the radio because. You know, it was funny and all that. And he was choking and coughing, and it was terrible to hear. So I, I, I get yeah, that it's a for, really horrible idea. <laughs> it's a horrible idea, but that one I can at least see as alluring because it's edible. So you think, okay, it's going to be funny and it can't hurt me. But the other things are poisonous, deadly. How do we stop our kids from doing this? Right. And, and the key to know about the cinnamon in, in small quantities Cinnamon is edible, but it's also a very fine powder. And if you try to put a bunch of it in your mouth, like with the cinnamon challenge, uh, it's quite irritating. And so your natural reflex is to cough and inhale and gag and choke. And that leads you to bring the cinnamon into your lungs. And it can lead to vomiting. It can lead to uh, aspiration. And that can cause pneumonia, respiratory failure. I'm not aware that anybody has died yet of the uh, cinnamon challenge, but quite a few people have been hospitalized. Uh, so even when you think, okay, great, well, cinnamon, how, how bad can that be? That's on a Christmas cookie. Uh, one of the rules of toxicology, which is the study of poisons, is the poison is in the dose, right? Water is a poison if you drink too much of it. And every year or two, somebody dies of water intoxication uh, at a training camp or as part of a fraternity initiation or a military initiation, somebody thinks, well, it's water. You know, it can't hurt me. But a gallon or two taken at once absolutely can lead to low sodium seizures and death. So uh, the, the poison is a matter of the dose. So what do we tell them? I mean, how do we, we, we can talk to them about drugs. We can talk to them about alcohol mm -hmm. and binge drinking and all of these things, and we can talk till we're blue in the face. But then they see these yeah. kind of things, and they see kids, oh, well, that kid got away with it, as you say. And I mean, how, how right. do you even, we've been trying for years uh, to talk to our kids about drugs and alcohol, now come along poison, and, and, and you still have to talk to your kids about it. It's crazy. 
Absolutely. And I, I think the first thing I tell my kids is if it says challenge, it's probably a horrible idea. I mean, a couple of these <laughs> yeah. have been not horrible, right? The the ice bucket challenge was really a lot of fun, except for a couple of cute videos of people accidentally dropping the bucket itself. Uh, you know, it seemed to raise some money for the ALS Foundation and uh, was pretty popular and, you know, generally safe. However, most of these challenges, even ones that seem fairly innocuous, have a significant risk of injury. The salt and ice challenge, uh, where you put ice and salt on your skin and then see how long you can stand it. Well, anybody who's ever made homemade ice cream knows that ice, that, that salt brings down the melting temperature of water. So ice becomes not just freezing, but it becomes below freezing in temperature, and that can cause skin injury, blistering, just like a burn. So even these things like the duct tape challenge, well, that sounds like fun. How are you going to hurt yourself with duct tape? Uh, You know, kids have passed out and cracked their heads and had permanent brain damage, uh, which I know I sound like your grandma, right? You know, you're going to put your eye out. Don't run with scissors. But (laughs) keeping, keeping kids safe is what we do as pediatricians. And knowing how they can hurt themselves is part of the job. So, um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is friend and follow your kids online, really, as part of the contract that you write with your kids when you provide them a device, when you provide them Internet access. Part of that should be, you know, yeah, I'm giving you all this, but I need to follow you. I need to know what your, you know, various social media platforms are, and I need to be able to follow you on there and, you know, kind of see what you're doing. And uh, that's really important. If you don't know how to use the social media and you can't follow them, have them teach you. It's really a lot of fun. They feel really proud that they can show you something that they didn't know. They're bringing you into their zone of mastery. Uh, I'm on Snapchat with my kids. That's actually how we talk to each other when I'm traveling. If I'm away giving a lecture or something, I'll show them where I'm at. I'll see what they're doing every night. I see what they did in their day, and I'll... I'll find out things about their day I didn't know. I was like, oh, you're over at your friend's house. What was it? Did she get a new dog? You know, what is that? Um, but that's a way to keep track. And you know, I think it's fair to say I'm paying for the phone. I'm paying for the wireless network in the house. And as a result, I get to follow your Instagram. Absolutely. See, and and they're telling their story on those. So they call it the story. Yeah. I've learned that. So I know that now. But you're right. And if you do follow your kids on these things, and not as many kids are seeming to do Facebook anymore. It's mostly Snapchat, Instagram, those kind of things. So, yes, you're right. You can be in on that, and it's not intrusive. It's perfectly fair if you're paying for it. But you mentioned something at the beginning, Dr. Hill, that I've always been fascinated with, is that these kids' brains are wired for risk-taking, and they're not fully cooked yet. They're not fully formed and they're, they've are they got that sort of electrical impulses that, that make the teenage brain just sort of a little alien organ going on there. Can uh, we explain? It's true. Can we explain this to our kids and say, you know, you're not done. And, and, and so don't always give in to these risks. It's like playing loud music while you drive around, texting and driving, all of you these know, kinds of dangerous things hard. that it's kids a, do. It's an ongoing conversation that we have. And, of course, we can explain it to them, but to some extent you're asking them to read Chinese if they haven't been taught to read Chinese. You know, you're, you're asking them to do a thing that is really not, n- not natural for a lot of them, which is to you know, use a judgment center of the brain that is yeah. not fully developed. So having an ongoing conversation, a lot of listening, you know, just, just start with open-ended questions. What are you guys into? What are you hearing about? And, 
And I, I like to encourage, I, in the practice, I ask kids to try to freak their parents out. Because I say, you know what? Your parents have been around the block. He or she has seen some stuff. They're very, you think that your parents are all innocent because they're parents, but they got through being adolescents. They got through being young adults. I'm going to bet that you are not going to tell them about anything that they haven't already encountered somewhere right. in their lives and had to deal with. So my challenge to you is to share with your parent the most shocking thing that you encountered. The most shocking thing you've heard of a friend doing or something happening at a party, try to blow their hair back and see what wow. happens. And I turned to the parent and I said, you have to make the no freak out pledge to your child, which is simply that you promise not to freak out when your idea. child does this, because that's what they're worried about. They're worried that you're going to lose it, that you are absolutely, your head's going to explode. And that you're going to ground them forever. Hearing, yeah. Yeah. If you want to keep hearing what your kids are doing, you, your head can't explode. That doesn't wow. mean that you can't set limits and provide guidance and say, hey, I don't want you, you know, going over to that house anymore. I mean, you may have to, you know, exercise your parental powers to say, this is a horrible idea. I don't want you doing it. But your head can't explode. You have to be able to listen and ask questions and say, well, you know, why are they doing that? Who's doing that? What do you think? Help them through that process. Lend them your insight as an adult who's already survived some of this stuff and say, well, what do you think the worst case scenario is here? What do you think could happen to someone? You know, that's where you come in as a parent and help them build that skill of judging risk and making better decisions. What a great idea, Dr. Hill. That is absolutely one of the best tips we've had in a very long time. Instead of, you know, these challenges, give your kids the parent challenge. Tell them to, to blow you away with something that they tell you, and you have to not freak out. What an absolutely great, exactly. great be, idea. Be prepared, because they will. I mean, I remember uh, as part of this great dads for kids thing at my kids' middle school, which involved, you know, uh, chaperoning dances. And uh, there were sixth graders that I heard about during that time who were you know, using alcohol and cutting and things in the bathroom. And these are sixth graders. And I, I deal with high-risk kids all day, every day, but I was still shocked, you know? I was still like, you're kidding. This is happening in this school while I'm standing here. Of course, staff responded, and those kids got the help that they needed. Uh, but you, you have to be prepared. You're going to hear stuff that is going to shock you, but not hearing it is worse than hearing it. That's right. And I think what so much of this comes down to is first of all, understanding the teenage brain, and second of all, communication, and understanding that when you scream at your kids, they sort of shut down. So it can't be that screaming thing. It's got to be this communication, and whether that's through Snapchat or Instagram or texting or sitting there face-to-face -face talking about these things, it's the way to get your kids to communicate with you. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Hill, because these, these challenges are crazy. It's like watching your child commit suicide just to take one of these pods and eat it or to do the salt or the exactly. gun one you described is crazy. So best advice. I loved your tip about parent challenge. And we're going to, we're going to make this go viral. Now we're going to call it the parent challenge. <laughs> Kids the try and challenge. shock your parents. Blow me <laughs> try away. And shock. Blow me away. And I promise not to go crazy or freak out, but I will counsel you on these things. And Give exactly. us some more now. Wrap it up you for know, us. You have such great advice. Friend and follow your kids on social media. Uh, be sure that, that you have a sense of how they're presenting themselves to the world. 
provide counsel to them calmly without freaking out, help them build those intellectual muscles of questioning what could happen next. That's, that's probably the biggest piece of the brain that these kids are working on developing is what could happen next? What is the worst case scenario? And to realize that could be the thing that happens to me because, you know, kids at this age think that they're invulnerable. And we have, you know, as long as humans have been on Earth, I'm sure that there were teenagers way back in the day going, hey, run up and touch that saber-toothed tiger. Everybody would be really impressed, you know? Yeah. So your, your evolutionary job is to lend them a little bit of your frontal lobe, a little bit of your wisdom, and help them think through these questions for themselves. That is great advice. And by communicating, helping them think through, discussing it, not screaming about it, but really showing them the dangers and discussing it with them in a rational way, hopefully it will, with those little alien brains of theirs, sink in at some point. And they'll look back and they'll say, wow, you know, that was great advice and I'm really glad I didn't do something that stupid. And maybe they'll even convince a friend not to do it. And I'm all in for the cleaning your room challenge. I think that's another one. Yeah, we should I, I definitely... want to see that. I want to see the clean your room challenge. It's, I it's think going I'm gonna, viral today. I, it's going to go viral today. I'm going to get my kids to do it. That would be so awesome. So <laughs> thank you so much. How much of a dad do I sound like right now? Do the clean your room challenge. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm the mom too. Oh, you're always telling me to clean my room. Can you tell me anything else? Well, now it's a challenge. We're going we're gonna to make this happen, Dr. Hill. And if you want to make these things happen, you can get involved in these shows. This is Healthy Children. Our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard in pediatricians, the ones who care about the health of our children. That's what they are out there doing. That's the only reason these people exist is to help us with our children. And we have to bless their hearts because they are doing jobs that some of us cannot even imagine doing. They're pediatricians. And also their consumer site, healthychildren.org. You can listen to these shows. You can rate and review on iTunes. You can listen on iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Stitcher, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So go on there, share this with your friends, share it with your kids. Let them hear the great advice that Dr. David Hill gave you today. And also, maybe we can get them involved in some of these other challenges, and maybe even they'll just be slightly entertained enough that they'll think twice before they do some of these ridiculous challenges. Thanks so much for listening. This is RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.